Casey, are you there? Yep, I'm here. Yeah, you yeah. awake? Uh-huh. Hmm? Yep. All right. Well, are you ready to learn more about the Bible? Oh, yes. Yeah? Yes. I love learning about the Bible. Yeah? Today <laughs> is a very interesting day, by the way. Yes. So I hope that you heathens are ready for it. I know I am. All right. So... And today we're going over more of Hosea and, you know, his prophecies. Um, we don't have really his wife that gets into this today. But uh, first off, Hosea prophesizes about how Israel made God's shit list. And I, I, I feel like he's just telling him, like, you're going to fuck up. And these are the things you're going to fuck up. And then I guess Israel's just going to be like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're on his shit list. And uh, then... He prophesies about the priest's sins and gets God to threaten their children like an angry incel on Twitter, is what I have written down. <laughs> Apparently, God gets so fucking angry, he starts yelling at him like an incel. Next, God slut shames sex workers in Israel, because why not? God continues being a judgy bitch, and he threatens the Israelites as he starts to take off his good jewelry uh, because he's about to fuck them up. He takes off his earrings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You got to take those hoops out. And the in the ring, or well, I guess you'd want to keep the rings on. You're about to beat a bitch, right? Well, I'm, I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> God even goes as far and gets so irate that he threatens to take a giant fiery liquidy shit on all of Israel. What? Then God shouts, I guess, from the heavens um, that uh, no help is going to come. Uh, your ass is is mine. Go ahead and scream if you want to. Ah! Nobody coming, bitch. Hosea then tells them that they need to repent so that God doesn't fuck them up. And then he claims some third day resurrection shit that apparently nobody would be expecting as Jews, even though it's all over the Old Testament about this whole third day resurrection stuff. See the capturing Christianity thing. <laughs> and God is sure to let the Israelites know that this shit is not going to be helped by killing the Billy the goat and burning his carcass. God wants you to suck his dick with his, with your lips. <laughs> <laughs> then God gets a bit racist, calling for some segregation shit, talking about some xenophobia stuff. And uh, then God, rest, he assures them that it hurts him more than it hurts them. This whole punishment thing. Like, he doesn't want to hurt them, but they're making him hurt them. Uh, God is pissed about the golden cows that the vegans built. Uh, then God, in his irate rant, says that he's an elephant uh, because his ass ain't forgetting shit. Then God uh, threatens to kill a bunch of children and uh, he's going to reject their bitch asses and the end. So a regular day for God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I covered that pretty well. That, that was pretty spot on. It would, you hit some of the major plot points. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, grazed them. <laughs> it's a flesh wound. What's up, heathens? How, How y'all doing? doing? So today we're going over more of Isaiah. Isaiah? 
Hosea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we're going to be doing Hosea's chapter four through nine. Okay. Today. So this is going to be prophesizing how fucked the Israelites are in God's eyes. So. Yeah, there's actually no specific story today. The story is told through the prophecy. Okay, so the rest of this is just prophecy. Okay. And so it's Hosea. Uh, well, God talking through Hosea. Mm-hmm. Okay. My guess is, is that they're going to be like, you know, it's it's Hosea telling them, hey, this is what you're going to do to fuck up. And then the Israelites are going to do the things that they were just told that they were going to do. Well, no, they it's they're being charged with things they already did. So, like, oh, okay. Yeah. You mean get into it? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, we're going to start off with the charges against Israel and, and Hosea... God through Hosea is going to tell the Israelites how much they suck. Okay. Right. So hear the word of the Lord, you Israelites, because the Lord has char- has a charge to bring against you who live in the land. There is no faithfulness, no love, no acknowledgement of God in the land. There is only cursing, lying and murder, stealing and adultery. They break all bounds and bloodshed follows bloodshed. Because of this, the land mourns and all who live in it waste away. The beasts of the field and the birds of the air and the fish of the sea are dying. But let no man bring a charge. Let no man accuse another for your people are like those who bring charges against a priest you stumble day and night and the prophets stumble with you so i will destroy your mother my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge i will <laughs> i will destroy your mother's bitch ass your mama this is i think this feel like this is the first instance of your mama yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i feel like this first part could be summed up by god just standing up there with like a beer in one hand being like listen up y'all fucked okay <laughs> that's, that's what i wrote in the margin why well, i said i said y'all suck is what i wrote in the margin because <laughs> i try to I, I take notes in the margin sometimes and i'll like kind of summarize what the section is about um mm-hmm. And that's what I put in this section here is y'all suck. Okay, so moving on. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you as my priests. Because you have ignored the law of your God, I will also ignore your children. The more the priests are increased, the more they sinned against me. They exchanged their glory for something disgraceful. They feed on the sins of my people and relish their wickedness. And it will be like people, like priests. I will punish both of them for their ways and repay them for their deeds. So that's the next part. In the margin, I said, I'll fuck you up. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. I mean, this is <laughs> this is God just doing his drunken rant up there on the clouds. Yeah, he's basically saying that the priests aren't going to get away with it. Like, the, right. the everybody's getting fucked up the same. You priests, you're no different. Which is ironic because not even the Catholic Church would say that. Yeah, right. Okay, so... They will eat, but not have enough. They will engage in prostitution, but not increase because they have deserted the Lord to give themselves to prostitution, to old wine and new, which take away the understanding of my people. They consult a wooden idol and are answered by a stick of wood. A spirit of prostitution leads them astray. They are unfaithful to their God. They sacrifice on the mountaintops and burn offerings on the hills under oak, poplar and terebinth where the shade is pleasant therefore your daughters turn to prostitution and your daughters-in-law to adultery 
I will not punish your daughters when they turn to prostitution, nor your daughters-in-law for when they commit adultery, because the men themselves consort with harlots and sacrifice with shrine prostitutes. A people without understanding will come to ruin. Though you commit adultery, O Israel, let not Judah become guilty. Do not go to Gilgal, do not go up to Bethaven, and do not swear as surely as the Lord lives. The Israelites are stubborn, like a stubborn heifer. How then can the Lord pasture them like lambs of a meadow? Ephraim is joined to idols, leave him alone. Even when their drinks are gone, they continue their prostitution. Their rulers dearly love shameful ways. A whirlwind will sweep them away, and their sacrifices bring them shame. So that's the whole section on, you know, slut shaming. Mm -hmm. and prostitution adultery all this is a problem um sacrificing to other gods obviously a problem um and i think it's interesting it says do not let judah become guilty but judah's already been punished for being guilty at times but they have been far better than israel right right so he continues in chapter five hear this you priests pay attention you israelites listen O royal house this judgment is against you you have been a snare at mizpah a net spread out on Tabor. the rebels are deep in slaughter i will discipline all of them i know all about ephraim israel is not hidden from me ephraim you have now turned to prostitution israel is corrupt their deeds do not permit them to return to their god a spirit of prostitution is in their heart they do not acknowledge the Lord. Israel's arrogance testifies against them. The Israelites, even Ephraim, stumble in their sin. Judah also stumbles with them. When they go with their flocks and herds to seek the Lord, they will not find him. He has withdrawn himself from them. They are unfaithful to the Lord. They give birth to illegitimate children. Now their new moon festivals will devour them and their fields. Again, he wants acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. And they're obviously not doing what he wants, so he's withdrawing himself as their god. Ooh, he's pulling the dick away from the lips. I mean, they're obviously not worried about his dick right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, sound the trumpet in Gibeah, the horn in Ramah. Raise the battle cry in Bethaven. Lead on, O Benjamin. Ephraim will be laid waste on the day of reckoning. Among the tribes of Israel, I proclaim what is certain. Judah's leaders are like those who move boundary stones. I will pour out my wrath on them like flood water. Ephraim is oppressed, trampled in judgment, intent on pursuing idols. I am like a moth to Ephraim, like rot to the people of Judah. Sounds really gross. Yeah, it really does. Wait, it gets worse. (laughs) (laughs) When Ephraim saw his sickness and Judah his sores, then Ephraim turned to Assyria and sent to the great king for help. But he is not able to cure you, not able to heal your sores. For I will be like a lion to Ephraim, like a great lion to Judah. I will tear them to pieces and go away. I will carry them off with no one to rescue them. Then I will go back to my place until they admit their guilt and they will seek my face in their misery. They will earnestly seek me. This is like super abusive. Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) this is very manipulative and, and abusive. I agree. And it, it continues like this whole time. It's like that. So it's just, I don't know. I really see a connection between, um, how God is with Israel and Judah and his people to how 
um, abusive partners are in relationships. It's eerily similar. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, because it's, I would say definitely, even now, the relationship between God and the person that worships God or mm-hmm. his people uh, is, is a very ab- abusive relationship because God wants you to feel like you need him and you can't live without him. Yeah, you're nothing without him. Right. And yeah. that's that's an abusive concept at its core. Mm-hmm. So it really doesn't surprise me that there are whole sections of the Bible where God is reinforcing the fact that, look, Look, it hurts me more than it hurts you, really. Yeah, and we'll get and we'll get to that. Um, okay, so come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces, but He will heal us. He has injured us, but He will bind up our wounds. After two days, He will revive us, and on the third day, He will restore us, that we may live in His presence. Let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge him. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear. He will come up to us like the winter rains, like the spring rains that water the earth. Right. Is this, um, I'm fairly certain, is an allusion to, like, or well, the, at least some uh, uh, Jews would have expected this uh, same kind of theme from the Messiah, uh, you know, on the third day being resurrected and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it it does. It says after two days, he will revive us on the third day. He will restore us. And then I think it's interesting that he, he says as surely as the sun rises. Now he's talking about the sun S U N, Mm -hmm. but I do think it's interesting wordplay here in this specific section when he talks about being restored on the third day. Right. And the sun rising. Well, that, and yeah, that's what I mean by I, I can see the entire idea of like rising on the third day being a critical part of Jewish theology. Well, yeah. And it says he will come to us like the winter rains, like the spring rains that water the earth. Mm-hmm. So I think it's I think it's just pretty interesting. Kind of, it, it's it's like if you're it's hindsight is twenty twenty kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're looking at it and you're seeing Oh, I, you know, I kind of see where some of this whole, the Jesus ideas that they talk about, you can see it here in the scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see the comparisons or you can, you can make a comparison between the two and see the similarities in language and things that they say. Right. Uh, Hosea, continuing chapter six. Okay. What can I do with you, Ephraim? What can I do with you, Judah? Your love is like a morning mist, like the early dew that disappears. Therefore, I cut you in pieces with my prophets. I killed you with the words of my mouth. My judgments flashed like lightning upon you. For I desire mercy, not sacrifice, and acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offerings. Like Adam, they have broken the covenant. They were unfaithful to me there. Gilead is a city of wicked men, stained with footprints of blood. As marauders lie in ambush for a man, so do bands of priests. They murder the road to Shechem, committing shameful crimes. I have seen a horrible thing in the house of Israel. There Ephraim is given to prostitution, and Israel is defiled. Also for you, Judah, a harvest is appointed. Uh, Wherever I would restore the fortunes of my people, wherever I would heal Israel, the sins of Ephraim are exposed and the crimes of Samaria revealed. They practice deceit. Thieves break into houses, bandits rob in the streets, but they do not realize that I remember all of their evil deeds. Their sins engulf them. They are always before me. 
They delight the king with their wickedness and the princes with their lies. They are all adulterers burning like an oven, whose fire the baker need not stir. From the kneading of the dough till it rises, on the day of the festival of our king, the princes become inflamed with wine, and he joins hands with the mockers. Their hearts like are like an oven. They approach him with intrigue. Their passion smolders all night, and in the morning it blazes like a flaming fire. All of them are hot as an oven. They devour their rulers. All their kings fall, and none of them calls on me. Lots of fire and brimstone shit happening right oh, here. Oh, yes. This is God doing the shit fire thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and then in chapter 7, which we're already in, but we'll continue. It kind of talks about f- relations with foreigners. Foreigners! Yeah. <laughs> Ephraim mixes with the nations. Ephraim is a flat cake not turned over. Foreigners sap his strength, but he does not realize it. His hair is sprinkled with gray, but he does not notice. Israel's arrogance testifies against him, but despite all of this, he does not return to the Lord his God or search for him. Ephraim is like a dove easily deceived and senseless now calling to egypt now turning to assyria when when i go i will throw my net over them i will pull them down like birds of the air when i hear them flocking together i will catch them woe to them because they have strayed from me destruction to them because they have rebelled against me i long to redeem them but they speak lies against me They do not cry out to me from their hearts, but I wail upon their beds. They gather together for grain and new wine, but turn away from me. I trained them and strengthened them, but they plot evil against me. They do not turn to the Most High. They are like a faulty bow. Their leaders will fall by the sword because of their insolent words. For this day they will be ridiculed in the land of Egypt. So in this section, you can really see the whole, I don't want to hurt you. But you're making me. Right. And then it even shifts even further and talks about it and kind of makes God the victim. I trained them and strengthened them, but they plot evil against me. <laughs> and so, like, not only is it like, I don't want to hurt you, but you're making me. And this is so painful for me. And you're hurting me. Like, right. I'm the victim now. It's very bizarre. Yeah. It, God, God painting himself as the victim and very woe. Uh, you know, unto me. I mean, it obviously very, uh, uh, an abusive tactic. Yeah. Okay. You ready to continue? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we're starting chapter eight. Put the trumpet to your lips. An eagle is over the house of the Lord because the people have broken my covenant and rebelled against my law. Israel cries out to me, Oh, our God, we acknowledge you. But Israel has rejected what is good. The enemy will pursue them. They set up kings without my consent. They chose princes without my approval. With their silver and gold, they make idols for themselves to their own destruction. Throw out your calf idol, O Samaria. My anger burns against them. How long will they be incapable of purity? They are from Israel. This calf, a craftsman have made, has made it. It is not God. It will be broken in pieces, that calf of Samaria. Oh, damn. He's going to break apart the vegan statue. <laughs> This has nothing to do with vegans. Let's not bring vegans into this. <laughs> <laughs> they sow the wind and reap the whirlwind. The stalk has no head. It will produce no flower. Were it to yield grain, the foreigners would swallow it up. Israel is swallowed up. Now she is among the nations like a worthless thing, for they have gone up to Assyria like a wild donkey wandering alone. Ephraim has sold herself to lovers. Although they have sold themselves among the nations, I will now gather them together. They will begin to waste away under the oppression of the mighty king. 
Through, though Ephraim built many altars for sin offerings, these have become altars for sinning. I wrote for them many things of my law, but they regarded them as something alien. They offer sacrifices given to me, and they eat the meat, but the Lord is not pleased with them. Now he will remember their wickedness and punish their sins. They will return to Egypt. Israel has forgotten his maker and built palaces. Judah has fortified many towns, but I will send fire upon their cities that will consume their fortresses. Do not rejoice, O Israel. Do not be jubilant like the other nations, for you have been unfaithful to your God. You love the wages of a prostitute at every threshing floor. Threshing floors and wine presses will not feed the people. The new wine will fail them. They will not remain in the Lord's land. Ephraim will return to Egypt and eat unclean food in Assyria. When they say that, they mean the ceremonially unclean food, right? Mm -hmm. They will not pour out wine offerings to the Lord, nor will their sacrifices please him. Such sacrifices will be to them like the bread of mourners. All who eat them will be unclean. This food will be for themselves and will not come into the temple of the Lord. What will you do on the day of your appointed feast, on the, festi on the festival days of the Lord? Even if they escape from destruction, Egypt will gather them, and Memphis will bury them. Their treasures of silver will be taken over by briars, and thorns will overrun their tents. The days of punishment are coming, and the days of reckoning are at hand. Let Israel know this. Ooh, sounds like Israel's fucked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because your sins are so many and your hostility is so great, the prophet is considered a fool, the inspired man a maniac. The prophet, along with my God, is the watchman over Ephraim, yet snares await him on all paths and hostility in the house of his God. They have sunk deep into corruption and as in the days of Gibeah. God will remember their wickedness and punish them for their sins. So this is a lot of a lot of punishing, right? Mm -hmm. When I found Israel, it was like finding grapes in the desert. When I saw your fathers, it was like seeing the early fruit on the fig tree. But when they came to Baal Peor, they consecrated themselves to that shameful idol and became as vile as the thing they loved. Ephraim's glory will fly away like a bird. No birth, no pregnancy, no conception. Even if they rear children, I will bereave them of every one. So he's going to kill all their kids. Yeah. If kill they can everybody. have them. Right. He's going to John Wick the fuck out of them is basically yeah. what he's saying right here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Woe to them when I turn away from them. I have seen Ephraim like Tyre planted in a pleasant place, but Ephraim will bring out the children to the slayer. Oh, shit. Yeah. God damn, the slayer? Not yeah. even like a fun slayer like the band, but like an actual <laughs> fucking slayer. Yeah. Like if the kids were going out to listen to slayer, it might be okay, but... Yeah, so any kids they do have are going to be killed, right? Yeah, and this is God's fault that, I mean, God is going to be the one to yeah, kill oh, yeah. them. Oh, yeah. Okay, so God God is threatening to kill children at this point. Just emphasizing this point because a lot of people want to act like God doesn't kill children or wouldn't kill children or something, and it just, it's ridiculous to think. Yeah, and I mean, he specifically says... No birth, no pregnancy, no conception. Even if they rear children, I will bereave them of everyone. And this is God speaking. Okay. So it continues though. Give them, O Lord, what will you give them? Give them wombs that miscarry and breasts that are dry. Okay. Ooh, I feel like at this point he's being like, hey, 
I'm gonna abort your kids. Like he's uh, because wounds that miscarry, like miscarrying, would be like God's abortion, uh, almost like because a, a lot of um, what is it like fifty percent of pregnancies that are aborted are not na- or uh, not aborted. Sorry, that fifty uh, percent of pregnancies uh, miscarry. I don't know the numbers. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure either. I know that it's a it's a lot of uh, pregnancies that miscarry. And I mean, I mean, that's if if God's in control of everything, then that would be God aborting that kid. Well, I mean, that's what he's saying he's going to do. Yeah. So um, because of all their wickedness in Gilgal, I hated them there because of their sinful deeds. I will drive them out of my house. I will no longer love them. All their leaders are rebellious. Ephraim is blighted. Their root is withered. They yield no fruit. Even if they bear children, I will slay their cherished offspring. My God will reject them because they have not obeyed him. They will be wanderers among the nations. They will be wanderers among the nations. That's interesting. Because uh, I know at some point the diaspora happens, which is where the Jews are dispersed throughout the lands that are they're they're basically taken away from Israel and Mm -hmm. they're spread out. Right. Right. And so I feel like that's kind of maybe that's what he's threatening. Well, yeah, it seems like what he's threatening i don't know if this would be considered a prophecy of the diaspora but it uh, like i know eventually the jews are spread out amongst uh, uh the lands outside of israel and uh that's that's where all of that happens yeah so that's actually the end of chapter nine and where we're going to end today yeah but next week we pick up on chapter 10 and it actually talks about um it, it gives a prediction or a prophecy of the israelites being captive mm-hmm. um somewhere and so but but then we also go into god's love for israel because of course he loves them right mm-hmm. um and then uh in chapter 11 they're going to recite israel's sins Right. And of course, we're going to get into the wrath of God uh, and the promise of forgiveness. And we'll get back into story next week um, with Amaziah, um, the king of Judah, mm-hmm. and um, Uzziah. 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 Um, we're going to talk about him. He's, he's a, the next king of Judah after um, Amaziah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. We're going to have, um, obviously more sinning and yeah, we're going to talk about that. Okay. So, but next week we'll finish Hosea. All right. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I hope that you heathens will tune in next week so that we finish up Hosea. And, uh, I guess we'll see you heathens next time. Don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye heathens. Bye.